In this episode of Real Christianity, I talk about our brand new gospel project, mailthegospel.org. But more than that, I talk about the three reasons 90% of Christians don't share the gospel and what you need to do to change that. So stay tuned as we look to scripture and learn about our Christian duty to evangelize. All that and more coming up right now. Welcome to Real Christianity. My name is Dale Partridge. Today's episode is titled, Why Every Christian Must Share the Gospel. Now, as you know, this show is an audio and video ministry of relearn.org. If you're watching the video recording of this episode, please be sure to subscribe or follow uh, for more biblical content. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify, again, thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, You can also follow our ministry on just about every social media platform, and we would love to have you on that journey. As you know, there are not many Christians or any ministries, really, uh, in the public eye that are committed to biblical truth, but we are. In fact, last week I posted an important post uh, giving both the history and the foolishness of the gay pride rainbow flag movement. Uh, You can view that on our Instagram account. Our handle is at ReLearnHQ. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. I want to start us off with three passages of Scripture. Uh, The Great Commission is where we're going to begin in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always even to the end of the age. Okay, we're going to be reading this passage of scripture as well as a two more, so just stay with me here. Mark 16, 15, a shorter version of the Great Commission. It says, and he said to them, quote, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation, end quote. Uh, the next one is going to be from Romans. So we're going to be looking at uh, the gospel as duty from the perspective of Paul. So it's Romans 10, 13 through 15. It says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Now we know that uh, just a few verses later in Romans 10, 17, it says, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. We know that the gospel is the, it's the midwife to new birth, right? It's the, it's the means of salvation. Uh, it's the reason that Paul said he's not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. This is vital that we understand the seriousness of the gospel. Now, I've noticed that a lot of people struggle with sharing the gospel because they forgot what it's like to be lost. They forgot what it's like to live like the world, to feel like the world, to do what the world does, to, to, to walk and behave uh, in, in har- harmful and hurtful ways, to, to be addicted, to have problems of, of you know, whatever it may be, and uh, the bad thinking about just about everything. We have forgotten what it feels like and what it is like to be lost. And that's why we have um, diminished our desire to seek the lost like Christ seeks the lost. And so right now, the statistics are that 90% of Christians don't share the gospel. Only 10% of Christians share the gospel with another person once per year. Now, what that means is uh, 
a lot of people share their testimony. A lot of people share their faith. A lot of people share a Bible scripture. Uh, a lot of people talk about Jesus. But those things are good, but they are not the gospel. We need to actually be committed to what's called a bad news, good news gospel. We have to remember that the good news is so only so good because the bad news is so bad. And we need to be willing to share the bad news because without the bad news, you won't want the good news. And so people need to hear the bad news. And the bad news is that we were born sinners. We are born sinners and we're born sinners. Sin is not just an act. It's also a condition. And we don't learn how to sin. We're, we're, we're born with this condition to sin. And the wages of sin is death. And somebody needs to die for our sin, according to scripture. And the reason we've sinned is because we've broken God's law. Uh, and God's law is in the Ten Commandments, and, and nobody's been able to keep it. Nobody can keep it. That's the reason we tell our kids the Ten Commandments is so that they can realize that they can't keep it, and they need a Savior. And we need to be found righteous before God because we are unrighteous. And in order to be found righteous before God, we need righteousness, but we can't be righteous on our own. We need someone else's righteousness. We need someone to pay the price for our sins, to die the death that we deserve so that we can be uh, forgiven but also we need righteousness. And this is the reality of the cross. Jesus comes, dies for the sins of his people. We give our sin to Jesus. Jesus gives his righteousness to us through faith. This is the gospel, but that's a bad news, good news gospel. The bad news is that if you don't repent and trust in Christ for his righteousness, you will be guilty and you will spend eternity in hell because you've sinned against an eternal God. That's the bad news. It should make everybody that hears that message tremble. The reality is, is that we have shifted that gospel message to this uh, Jesus loves you and everything about you. Uh, Jesus wants to be in your life message. And it's a repentance free gospel that has left many people in the church with false hope. Um, you know, I think it was Dr. Steve Lawson said the only thing worse than not having the assurance of salvation is having the false assurance of salvation. And sadly, here in the United States and the West, we have so many individuals in the church that have came to the church but never came to Christ, and they are falsely assured in their salvation. So we have this problem that only 10% of Christians are sharing the gospel. How do we activate the 90%? How do we activate the 90%? But more than that, what are the three reasons for why Christians are not sharing the gospel? What's the problem? What's in the way? And uh, there's three primary reasons that we've done in our research. Uh, the first one is people's fear of rejection. We fear the rejection of somebody when we preach the bad news gospel. If you want to tell them that they're sinners and that their sin is going to send them to hell unless they repent of their sin and go trust in Jesus Christ, that message can be intimidating uh, for people to deliver, especially if you're introverted, especially if you're timid. Um, but we know that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, Right, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And so we have to remember that the fear of rejection, while it is a primary uh, reason for not sharing the gospel, the fear of man is actually sin. We need to trust God and his sovereignty in our lives. But that's the number one reason. The second reason is that people doubt their ability to eloquently present the gospel. Uh, and I'm not going to say just eloquently, but accurately. Because we live in a church era where so many Christians have not actually heard uh, expository preaching, verse by verse, uh, year after year, decade after decade, building up sound doctrine, they're not able to communicate the mechanics of the gospel. We have to understand that 
uh, a gospel explanation really is a byproduct of sound doctrine. When you understand your theological basics and your doctrinal basics, you can explain the gospel regardless of the questions or the defenses that come at you. And so we need to be able to strengthen individual um, biblical and theological literacy, which again is the mission of what we do here at relearn.org. We want to strengthen your understanding of scripture, of God, uh, of the gospel, of the cross. Uh, the third reason people don't share the gospel is because they're worried about the apologetic questions that come after a discussion of the gospel as a result. And this is understandable. You know, are they prepared for the discussions about moral relativism or evolution or uh, the dinosaurs or whatever it may be? Um, you layer all three of those things on top of each other and you've got a pretty big, or I should say a pretty thick wall to get through on why Christians are not sharing the gospel. So this is a problem. We need to overcome it. Now, as an entrepreneur, uh, you guys know, if you, if you don't know, before I was in ministry, I spent, uh, what, 15 years uh, as an entrepreneur building up businesses, and entrepreneurs solve problems. Uh, now, not every problem is worth solving. Uh, the best problems to solve are the problems that are uh, urgent, required, and painful. And the Great Commission is urgent, it's required, and for many Christians, it can be painful. And so we wanted to solve that urgent, required, and painful problem. And so we wanted to create a way for any Christian to share the gospel with anyone, anywhere. And we did this by producing a couple things. Number one is that we produced some theologically accurate, bold presentations of the gospel. Now, uh, again, when you think about a gospel tract, most gospel tracts are either really ugly um, or they're, they're not palatable or accessible. Um, a lot of them are either doom and gloom on one side or they're Jesus loves everything about you on the other side. So we wanted to create a beautiful, uh, clear, concise, theologically accurate, faithful, bold presentation of the gospel. So we wrote these gospel tracts. Uh, they're like little booklets um, and they can be read in just a short period of time, between about eight to 15 minutes, depending on how fast an individual reads. And we, we wrote these things uh, with a handful of individuals. Uh, all of them are seminarians. We have a theological advisory board who uh, reviews this on our board, or several men that have their PhD in, uh, in theology or systematic theology and have reviewed these things. We have looked at these tracks to make sure that they are a faithful, accurate presentation of the gospel. Uh, they're also positioned in a way uh, of a sermon. We, we learned historically that most people come to Christ through a sermon. Uh, throughout church history, preaching is essential. And so we, we wanted to uh, really make these little booklet tracks uh, like a sermon being preached. And so we, that's the first thing we did is we created these theologically accurate tracks. The second thing that we did is we made them beautiful. Um, most tracks are designed to be thrown away because you give them away and you expect someone to throw them away. We made these tracks so that they're absolutely beautiful. If you're watching this on the video uh, I, you can see it here on uh, this episode. I'm holding one up right now. Here's one of the tracks right here. This is a message of joy, the gospel, the message of joy. This one is uh, a gospel, the message of hope. Um, and then you can see this one. This is our primary gospel track. 
and this is a, a gospel, a message of love. Now, if you're wondering what the difference between these three tracks is, uh, really, it's they're the same core gospel message, and the, the message of love is our primary tract, but we have two other ones, the message of joy and the message of hope. Um, these are tailored to specific circumstances. Now, these are for people, maybe the message of hope is for someone that's maybe struggling with depression or anxiety, and uh, we wrote an introduction and a conclusion that really meets people at uh, where they're at in that specific issue. Uh, the, the gospel, a message of joy, is for people that might be going through a tragic moment, difficult trials, chronic illness, uh, grave diagnosis, someone just died. Um, and this, again, meets somebody in the midst of those difficult trials. So we have these circumstantially relevant presentations of the gospel that are absolutely beautiful. Uh, they fit in your hand. You wouldn't want to throw them away. They're what we call a, um, a raw touch uh, cover with even a gold foiling on the cover. I mean, these things are absolutely beautiful. They're little booklets um, and they're worth uh, checking out. The, the third thing that really changed the game that we did with these tracks is that we made them mailable. We will mail them for you to anybody you want. And so that's why we created mailthegospel.org. Essentially, you can go there and you can enter the information uh, your, your information, you can choose which tract you would like to send, and then you can uh, enter the recipient's information. And you can, you can put anybody you'd like in there, uh, which means you need to go get their address, but you can actually send this personalized, meaning you can write them a note. You can also send it anonymously, which we found about 50% of people so far have been sending them anonymously. We do encourage you guys to send it personalized if you can, because we want you to nurture that appetite for evangelistic outreach. We know that there are those circumstances in which you maybe will benefit uh, from sending it anonymously. Maybe there is some relational turmoil there, whatever it may be. But we do want to encourage you guys to personalize it if you guys can. The other thing is that you can include uh, either a Gospel of John, uh, which just for a couple bucks, I'm holding it up here in the video. Again, you can see this Gospel of John you can include. You can also include a full ESV thinline Bible. And this is a beautiful Bible. And we, I think we include these for about 10 bucks. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to stay that cheap, but wow, come on. You, you can't buy a Bible this nice for 10 bucks anywhere. And so we include that there. And then when you, when you mail this off, you, you just pay for shipping and we will mail the gospel for you uh, anyone or to anyone anywhere. Now we are currently just launching. We're launching with the United States. We will be opening up international shipping. If you want to buy some of these tracks just so that you can keep them in your car, keep them in your, um, in your backpack, you can absolutely do so. I keep these tracks in my car. I go and try to get my hair cut from different barbers once a month so that I can go just share the gospel with my barber. I'm, I'm stuck in the chair. They're stuck with me. I give them a gospel presentation. And if I can't finish, I want to give them one of these tracks. And so having these tracks, you can buy those as well. Uh, pretty soon you'll be able to buy what we call track packs right now. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, you, you'll only be able to get track packs if you actually mail the gospel to someone at checkout. You can add a pack of 10 or a pack of 25 or a pack of 50 
that you can keep, again, in your car. Uh, we don't make any uh, profit off this. We're a nonprofit. All of the money from these tracks go back into the ministry to provide uh, the uh, the salaries or for individuals that are packing tracks or doing the web development or, or running this, uh, you know, buying more tracks, whatever it may be, buying shipping supplies. So this is a hundred percent all the profits back into what we're doing, and so we would love your help there. Another thing I wanted to show you, if you're watching the video, look at the packaging that we get to. We're, this is what these individuals uh, receive it. Uh, their their gospel tract in. It's a beautiful package. It says on the outside, someone loves you. Um, there's no reason somebody's not going to open that that package. And so we want you guys to check out mailthegospel.org. If you also want to you know, just support us financially, we do need help buying more gospel tracks. We put about $30,000 into buying our first round of tracks. And so we need your donations for those of you that are faithful and interested in supporting us that way. We would love to... Um, uh, to have your, your faithful uh, support that way as well. So again, this is a really awesome resource and we want to encourage you guys because again, we don't want to replace evangelism. This isn't meaning that you shouldn't stop evangelizing when you have an opportunity to do so. You need to do that. Uh, be, but we need to be uh, prepared to do that. So we want to first again, overcome the fear of man. We want to understand theological doctrine and we want to be ready for some of those common questions that are going to come at us uh, in, in the defense of the gospel. Uh, 1 Peter 3.15 says, always be ready to give a, a defense for the hope that is in you. Uh, we're called to be ready in season and out, out of season to give a defense for the gospel, for, to give a defense for the hope, right? And the hope in us is Christ Jesus. So we need to be ready. I don't care if you're the stay-at-home mom or if you're the electrician or if you're the pastor, you need to be ready to answer those questions about the gospel. When someone sees that, in your life, um, also by the prompting of the Spirit. Now, I understand that not every individual is an evangelist like myself, but every individual has the duty and opportunity and responsibility to fulfill the gospel ministry. We are all ministers at some degree, and whenever the Spirit's prompting us to preach the gospel, proclaim the gospel, herald the gospel somewhere, we need to be willing to do that. So again, you can always do that at mailthegospel.org. It's a resource. It's a tool for you guys. We hope to see you guys use that on a regular basis, maybe five, 10 times a year. Go get your addresses, figure out what you're going to say, um, and get ready to mail the gospel. Again, check out the website, uh, mailthegospel.org. Next episode, we're going to get back into our discussion about Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Christianity. I hope that this was an, uh, an edifying episode for your walk with Christ. I hope that this resource that we've created is a great resource for your walk with Christ. If you haven't subscribed to our channel here on YouTube, please do that. Or our podcast, if you're not a subscriber, you're just listening to this episode, we would love to have you subscribe for every week dropping biblical truth. Uh, lastly, would you just prayerfully consider um, supporting what we're doing just on social media, getting in there, following us, finding out what we're doing. Give us your email, go to relearn.org. We got a bunch of different products in the store, different books you can buy. We would love to have you um, on the journey with us. On that note, my name is Dale Partridge. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Christianity. I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Also, would you consider leaving a review? You don't need to write anything. Just tap the stars in your podcast app. But if you would write a review, we will read it. Real Christianity is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, and of course, 
at relearn.org. You can also follow along on social media. Just search for relearn.org or Dale Partridge on just about every social media platform. Lastly, if you feel led to support our ministry financially as we fight to bring the church back to the Bible, you can always do that at relearn.org forward slash donate. 